It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Hey, man, um, you know, if you've gone to the website, receptionperception.com, uh, you have seen a lot of this in-season content, in-season charting content. And, and, and of course, our guy, Matt Harmon, is just out here grinding like an absolute madman with some of these in-season charting profiles. Uh, you got Zay Flowers up, Alan Robinson, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Sky Moore, and Puka Nakua all in week number one. Our boy Derek Klassen, okay, had a Joe Burrow week one charting review that I thought was very telling. And then obviously as that played out in week number two, you saw even more of that, mm. right? Uh, and then now this week, he's got uh, Lamar Jackson going to be Ooh. coming out there. I know, right? He's going to be looking at week two Lamar Jackson under, uh, under that new offensive system. That's going to be really interesting uh, findings there. I'm really interested to see what happens there. Uh, but Matt Harmon, you've got a bunch of guys coming up too. And it, I, and to me, it's really a headline by a guy that you and I have both loved uh, for a while now in Nico Collins. Oh, we both loved? I thought I had a weird affinity for Nico well, Collins. Hold, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. First of all, both things can be true. Okay? Both yeah, things can true. be true. Okay? You do have a weird affinity for Nick, Nico Collins. I'm just saying, I mean... <laughs> I was I I I've done I've I literally did skits on Nico Collins last <laughs> last year like that's how much I like Nico Collins okay so like let let's not get it twisted okay I'm just saying <laughs> both things can be true all right now my dude Nico Collins came out week two gangbusters boy I mean whoa my god 146 through the air and that touchdown which I love the touchdown by the way man that was absolutely not intended for him. But he went up and got that thing, plucked it out of the air, touchdown, good for six, Nico Collins. Uh, big time coming out party for Nico Collins there in week number two. Dude, Nico Collins looks so good. Um, it, this is going to be one of those instances, too, when you read the profile, where like it won't even sort of encapsulate, I think, how good he looked, especially in week two against the Colts. And I, look, everybody's going to look good against the Colts this year from a stats perspective because their secondary is really rough and really inexperienced. But I'm talking yeah. about stuff like be that, okay, that's that's fine, but you watch some, like you watch a guy sometimes and it doesn't matter who he's going against. Like he's just, he's just got it. He's just on fire. And that really is Nico Collins. Like, yeah, he's putting up big numbers right now. Mm -hmm. the the tape and like the reception perception results are are really even better um it, it's it just comes back to the fact that he's like a true x receiver right this is what we have talked about with him a lot that he's somewhere along this x receiver axis you know i've called him like a poor man's t higgins before and yeah man he really looks like um he looks he looks better than even like a t higgins when he's working the middle of the field and that's what's crucial here right mm. um the the routes that are that are really important for Nico Collins, nineteen point two percent of his routes are, have been digs so far this year. Seventy eight point six percent success rate. Uh, Twenty point five percent of his routes have been slants. 
Those have been uh, his most commonly run route, 93.3% success rate on the slant routes. And and all the deep downfield wow. stuff too, you know, nine routes and out routes, those are all looking pretty solid too. But where he has really shined has been some of those over-the-middle routes. And what is a new part of his game, I think, this year, like you're seeing him play some big bully after the catch stuff. Uh, he has been in space, nine attempts uh, that I've charted so far. He's gone down on first contact just three times. He's broken one, at least he's broken one tackle three times, and he's broken multiple tackles three times. So like even distribution there, 33.3% mm. uh, multiple broken tackle rate. I, this guy looks awesome. And he looks like a legit alpha X receiver. And I've, we obviously, yeah, I, I have had a weird affinity for Nico Collins. I, re- I remember when we first did that, like you first said that on the show and somebody was like having weird affinities for players. That's kind of like Harmon's brand. Uh, and, and that's true. <laughs> uh, true. But the reason, the reason I talk, like talk about these guys like Nico Collins so much is because like when they get a dude at quarterback and I think CJ Stroud has looked like a dude at quarterback for sure. We see what the results can be and, and we're seeing it with Nico Collins. Yeah, I mean he is um, he is dominating, absolutely dominating the air yard share because that just gives you an idea of what CJ Stroud is looking at uh, downfield. Forty percent of the air yard share on the season right now for Nico Collins. Obviously, that cannot hold up. As a matter of fact, twenty seven percent there in week number two. If you could believe it, like sixty five percent air yard share in week number one for Nico mm-hmm. Collins. But um, but yeah, you're right. Like he's doing a lot of the big boy routes, man. Like uh, you know, you need some guy running down the sideline, giving you that fly route, giving you that nine. And, and C.J. Stroud's looking for him too. You know, uh, again, eight targets, uh, seven grabs, 146 and a touchdown for Nico Collins. That's pretty good. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know who had a nice little breakout party was uh, Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell, there in Houston alongside Nico Collins. Man, they got a really nice little young core there in Houston, don't they, man? 10 targets, 7 catches, 72 yards in week number two for Tank Dell. Uh, we've got an in-season, uh, what do we got, a sample coming out on Tank coming up here pretty soon? Yeah, uh, for sure. And what I think is interesting, too, is like, Tank Dell's been not really a slot receiver for them. They've played him a lot more outside than I, I would have thought. You know, a lot of it is like obviously uh, they're going to do him. They're going to do him like off the ball. You know, um, yeah. he's played more in two receiver sets than I thought he would, and he looks great. He just looks so explosive, so smooth, so silky. Um, I think he's he he's going to be a really good player for them. And and I'm glad you mentioned you know the Houston has sort of an underrated kind of cast of guys around CJ Stroud. This was one thing that like grinded my gears a little bit about um, when we were talking about the supporting casts around the rookie quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, national media just like, yeah, CJ Stroud, all he's got is Nico Collins and Robert Woods and Tank Dell. Okay, well, why don't you just admit you didn't watch Nico Collins? That's fine. You 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 you're not out here actually watching film. That's cool. <laughs> Thank way to admit it. Um, I think Robert Woods has a lot more juice than Adam Thielen right now. Not saying much, but I think it's true. And like, okay, yeah, 
DJ Chark. Tell me you like if you if you didn't think that Nico Collins was a billion times more explosive <laughs> than DJ Chark, just tell right. me you only look at stats and you don't watch yeah. players play. Right, um, right, right. But I think with with Tank Dell, he fits in here really nicely uh, because he's you know from an upside standpoint, does he have like the ceiling that a guy like Jonathan Mingo does? No, but I also think he has a lot more. Um, like ready-made instant impact skill set. And that ability to beat zone coverage, I think, for him has been really noticeable through the first couple of weeks here just because he's so um, kind of crafty and refined as a as a route runner. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you look at uh, Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell, and you think, oh, this guy's got to be some kind of like, you know, explosive twitchy slot guy. But 80, 85% of his snaps have come on the outside. Meanwhile, it's it's Robert Woods, this the crafty veteran, uh, who again has some inside outside ability, and that's certainly how they're using him. Fifty five percent of Robert Woods outside, and then forty five percent lined up inside in the slot. So, you know, in these three receiver sets, it's largely Tank Dell and Nico Collins on the outside, and Robert Woods working the the middles. Um, but you know, and and sometimes in these two receiver sets, it's sometimes it's Robert Woods. Most likely, it's Robert Woods. You know, they're using a lot of Robert Woods here. Uh, but, uh, but again, they're, they're giving tank, um, opportunity to shine as well. So I found that to be pretty interesting, to be honest with you. I look, I, I didn't watch a lot of Nathaniel Dell tank Dell, uh, in college, Matt, but is this something that you kind of saw from him as well to, to be able to play outside and, and, and do what he's doing? Yeah, I think so. Um, the, the biggest thing with him as a collegiate reception perception guy, um, you know, his success rate versus man was pretty solid. His success rate versus zone was pretty solid. But the most interesting number for Tank Dell, 83rd percentile success rate versus press, 73.9%, wow. um, despite the frame, right? Because right. Frame, is, frame is not all that matters uh, at, uh, at wide receiver. If you're crafty, if you can uh, explode off the line, again, if you have that rose route running traits, it's going to be really tough to press you. Um, and I think that's been the case, especially again, when you're getting that off the ball free release that, that Nathaniel Dell tank Dell has right now, like you're going to be able to cleanly get into your, get away from press coverage because you have that sort of running start. But some of his routes, like his college profile, his succession on curls and comebacks, like that's been sort of the best stuff for him so far. I think to me, uh, that ability to work back to the quarterback. And that that gives you a different flavor from Nico, who, like I said, has been so good working over the middle right now. So, yeah, I think they've got a – I really think C.J. Stroud, who's put up a ton of numbers so far, but, you know, even going forward, I think they've got a nice little cast for him, and, and that was underrated coming into the year. Yeah, I think uh, they've got a lot of really good role players, like high-level role players. They need that one alpha. If they can get an alpha, like a, a, a just a, a real alpha dog playing wide receiver, then all of a sudden this wide receiver room becomes like holy hell. Like they're they're gonna give some people some problems, you know. I don't know, dude. I like I'm I'm saying to you right now, like Nico is playing like that guy. We'll see. We'll see if he can can keep it up. But like like we said, I've always had a weird affinity for the player. <laughs> um, you've always liked it. it. Like we've we've been Nico Collins it. guys, but like. He has gotten so much better from year one to year two. And then now here this year, he's been really, 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 really impressive when you watch him in isolation. The in-season charting data backs it up. But like 
I think it's even more impressive when you actually watch the physicality he's playing with. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, if Nico Collins followed the the old traditional third year receiver breakout timeline, right? Like that would be interesting to see. Um, all right, and uh, and by the way, we talk about the quarterback charting. So we've got Lamar Jackson, his quarterback charting. Uh, should be out on this site by the time you hear this podcast. And then uh, our guy, Derek Klassen, uh, who's going to be joining the show next week, uh, is also charting Bryce Young as oh. well. So we'll get a, uh, a little bit of taste of good and a little taste of bad. But, you know, <clears throat> we talk about C.J. Stroud, and certainly just from like a statistical standpoint and eyeball perspective too, <clears throat> it seems like Stroud is miles ahead of, of Bryce Young right now. Now, it's really hard to separate, um, you know, quarterback play from talent, uh, receiving talent, what they've got in Houston versus what they've got in Carolina. Uh, now, that being said, Derek Class is going to do his best to try and do that. So that's why I'm really <laughs> interested to see what the data uh, finds with Bryce Young. Uh, I'm just, I, I just feel, so, uh, you know, if I'm a Panthers fan, I just would feel it's like it's only two games. I'm not saying like his career is over. Or he's a bust, but uh, I can't wait to read Derek's profile as well. Just from like a vibes perspective, I'd feel uh-huh. so crappy that like Anthony Richardson, it just like he gets it, it just gets it right away. Like they've got yep. such a good offense designed around him and shoot people. Hey, the same people that were like, who's CJ Stroud got to throw to use like who's Anthony Richardson got to throw to, uh, you know, in, in Indy. Meanwhile, Michael Pittman's like balling out to start the year. You know, <laughs> they've got dudes around him. They right. got a clear plan for him. CJ Stroud looks so comfortable despite the fact they have four or five starters like not playing in week two. Right. And then like the thing coming out of week two for Bryce Young is like, oh, they can't even use him on the QB sneak because he's too little. I'd be like, oh, I would just. <laughs> I would hate that if I was a Panthers fan. Thank God I'm not. Thank, Thank God I'm God. not. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Thank God I'm not, you. and I never have been. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, when they pulled uh, Bryce Young out on that short yardage QB sneak for Andy Dalton, you're like, oh, my God. That is so bad. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That, that's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, it is what it is. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 